so like, okay, because I've main evented one pay-per-view, I'm not supposed to want to main event more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Out of Character with me, Ryan Sadden. As always, we've got a huge guest on the show this week. And honestly, this is the most accolades I've probably written down for anyone I've had on the show yet. So I got to take a deep breath before I say all this here. Five-time SmackDown Women's Champion, four-time Raw Women's Champion, two-time NXT Women's Champion, former Divas Champion, former Women's Tag Team Champion, and 2020 Women's Royal Rumble winner. Everyone, please welcome to Out of Character, the Queen, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Hey, Ryan, thank you. Thanks for having me. So I want to start off asking you what I ask everybody who I have on the show, and that is how much of your real true self would you say there is in the character of Charlotte Flair? Oh, <laughs> that's a tricky question. So basically, I built this character that I wanted to be in my real life. Um, when I first started wrestling, I was legit scared of my own shadow. So I, I guess you could say I've definitely grown into my wrestling boots. <laughs> um, I don't know. I do truly believe like the real like who I mean, I believe that I'm super athletic. I believe that I'm just as good as a man, um, gender equality. I, I believe in my presentation that every woman should wear their invisible crown, but, um, I'm, de I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm definitely not as arrogant in real life where I would have no friends. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I know, I mean, I, I definitely am insecure about certain things and I don't think my character would ever let you know that unless, you know, maybe she's being, or Charlotte's overly confident because she is insecure. I don't know. I just, um, the, the best answer is just, I built a character that I wanted to be in my real life. Well, did, did you take some of the traits of your character and apply them to your real life because hearing you say something like you were scared of your own shadow before wrestling is kind of crazy to me because when i see you i see like the most confident person in the world and i'm sure you're i, I know you're a real person who has insecurities and everything but <laughs> but you're so good at just projecting this image of confidence and so um do you think that creating the character charlotte flair helped you in your real life with that to a certain degree oh my gosh yes a hundred percent. I, I haven't answered this question in a long time, but I felt like as I progressed at work, like my, my personal life just got better. Um, just living and enjoying life. And not that I didn't before, but just the possibilities and believing in yourself and finding something that you're passionate about when you have something that excites you when you wake up in the morning, whether, I don't know, if it's a person or your job or you're going on a vacation or a trip, I don't know, but, um, that's, I just, my life has changed since 2012. And for the best, I found something that I was passionate about. Is there, I mean, now I can't imagine, I mean, I loved personal training cause that's what I was doing. Um, before I started, but I wouldn't say like the trainers that I work with now, I was not, uh, as experienced or detailed or knowledgeable as them, I was more of just like, hey, you can finish this rep. You got it on the treadmill. Um, 
versus like the nutritionists that I work with or trainers that I have, they obviously are experts in their field. Um, but I didn't have this. I mean, I had a drive to work as much as I could for my clients, but to find something that you grow with and love and think about 24 seven, um, it, it changes your life. I can't imagine not having something that I was passionate about now. So would you say the passion is kind of what changed things for you that you kind of just didn't have that same passion before? Because I, I wonder like how it, it seems difficult to turn that switch on of like, I'm going to start bettering myself now. Like I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to start doing what I want to yeah. do to better myself. That's like a really hard switch to turn on. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, was there any advice that you got along the way that kind of helped you with being able to do that? This sounds silly, but like before wrestling, I didn't know what the word, like you have to be polished. Like I didn't know how to do my makeup. What are hair extensions? <laughs> <laughs> like all these different things like that didn't require like when I went to my personal training studio, I wouldn't be like, well, what outfit do I need to wear today? I really need to work on public speaking. Uh, wait, what robe am I going to have? Like, it was just like, all right, here's my gym clothes that I could afford and let's go to work. Like, there's so many things that go into being um, a sports entertainer, being in the public eye. Like, people ask all the time, what was it like growing up with your dad as Ric Flair? But my dad did not have me in that environment. I was not, oh, I want to be um, actor, model, or I never thought any of those things or was in, I wasn't around it. I just played sports and played volleyball in college for uh, almost three years. And then, I mean, that was pretty much it. Like I didn't, I, there's so many things that go into what we do. It's like, I'm growing. I, I wish I could turn back time and be like, gosh, I wish I, I'm so envious. Like for instance, Rhea Ripley, she's 24 years old. Like I can't, like when I was 24 years old, like <laughs> you don't want to know me at 24. <laughs> like, I, I was a hot mess at 24. Like I, I mean, I know everyone, I mean, I am where I am today and everyone has to have their past, but I just, I, I do wish I had started younger. I am very jealous of that. Well, I mean, technically, you did start in wrestling at a very young age. It's just you had, like, a long gap because you were in <laughs> WCW back in the day. If we're, like, technically speaking here. But unless fans or yourself or my dad bring that up, I don't remember it. Really? Like, I don't really think about it. No, isn't that crazy? Like, I forgot that I handcuffed Vince Russo. <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> in this like zebra looking outfit i remember the store colors of venison I, I watched it yesterday I, I love that you brought up the zebra because i watched it yesterday and your outfits took me back to the early 2000s so much you've got like these acid wash jeans on in one of the shots you've got this zebra out print outfit in another one it cracked me up what the heck <laughs> i mean yeah i just and i forgot even about there was an atlanta we rode in a helicopter or a limo, or I don't know. We were. Isn't that? Wait, go back. Can you go back? Isn't is that the one you're talking about? Can we go back on that one? What am I wearing? <laughs> I'm like 12 here. <laughs> that was the style back then, though. That was oh totally God, the style. The slap, but the, you know the slap bracelet. <laughs> is that what that is? Yes. 
my Tamagotchi either. Remember the Tamagotchis? Uh, yeah, like, of course. Um, no, uh, there's a guy that works for us named Ellis who works on our stunts, and he worked closely with Hogan as well. And when we did Sturges with WCW, there was a motorcycle recently at the Thunderdome, and and Ellis was working on it or beside it. I don't know. And I walked past him and I was like, Hey, bye Ellis. I'll see you next week. And he's like, Hey, remember when I was riding you or, or, um, we were on the motorcycle and surges and I was driving. I was like, Oh yeah. And then I thought I had overalls and a Tamaguchi with me too. <laughs> like, man, those Tamagotchis like, were so hard to I keep alive. Those Tamag Tamagotchi, yeah. Tamagotchi. Yeah. And they always died. I remember I'd like wake up in the middle of the night to feed it and let it go to the bathroom and then like go back to sleep in the world <laughs> yeah I, I just forgot oh like my dad asked me recently if he could post the video of me screaming for him in the ladder match with edge when i was in college and i was like absolutely not <laughs> no you cannot freshman 30 right there baby well i'm sorry but we're, <laughs> we're definitely going to be posting these videos of you from wcw back in the day when we're advertising the show because everyone's going to relate to that outfit you were wearing Please, no. <laughs> it also blew my mind when I was watching that clip at how just how wild wrestling was back in the day because it's like you guys are kids, full so blown wild. kids. Like Reed's even younger than you, and he's getting pie faced by Vince Russo. Russo's calling yes. you the B word, and I'm like, wait, she's a child, like not even a teenager. But I don't even like when all that was going on. It wasn't even registering. Like it was just like a part of my life. <laughs> Like, it wasn't a thing, like, when Starcade happened. It was Starcade, right? Against Vader in 93? Sounds right. I was, like, six or seven. Six, maybe. And they came to the house, and we were all posy. Like, none of that. I was just like, well, my dad's friends are here. <laughs> it works here. Well, okay. When that happened, then, were you not bit by the wrestling bug at all? You were just kind of like, it's a thing I did moving on with my life? Yeah, I, and I don't mean this in the way that it's dead honest. When you saw the women or when I, when I was watching, I was just like, I didn't see myself in that light as like this beautiful diva. I just didn't like, I mean, I'm just looking at Tori Wilson going, wow, you are the most beautiful woman in the world. Or I remember seeing Michelle McCool in makeup when my dad um, wrestled Sean when he retired in Orlando. And I was like 21 or 22 at this time. And I walked past her and I was like, gosh, she's so glamorous. What's it like to wear boots like that or an outfit like that? Like, it's just crazy. Like, I just never, no, I didn't have the butt. I, no. It, no. Like, do you know what's crazy? And I, I talked with this uh, to Lita, but I was front row when Lita and Trish main evented in Charlotte yep. with my friends. Yep. And to think, like at that time, I, I was a senior in high school. Like it was no, nowhere on my, I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> that is crazy to me. Like, it just, I don't think, I think it's easier to assume that that's what I wanted to do my whole life than to think that like, Actually, no, I have 
a story and I didn't care about wrestling. It was really because of my brother. Like, no, I just, I didn't even, like, I wasn't even like, oh, gosh, that's cool. Lita and Trish are, it didn't register that Sasha and I would be doing the same thing in, my, in Charlotte. Well, I mean, when, okay, so then you mentioned it kind of, so I'm just going to get into it. Like, what was the thing that got you into wrestling? You mentioned your brother, Reed, and obviously I'm, I'm aware of his passing. Was that really, like, the thing that triggered you to get into wrestling? So Johnny just called me, <laughs> who I'm about to talk. So 2012, we're in Miami. It's me, my dad, my little brother, Reed, Johnny Laurinaitis. Um, we're all at dinner. And I still don't know if maybe my dad had said something to Johnny about wrestling or I don't know, because the whole point was for my dad and Johnny to get Reed on the right path so he could get into WWE, right? So we're, uh, this was even before the Hall of Fame, like the night before we just arrived in town. We're at dinner, we're at the hotel and Johnny and his like raspy voice is like, hey kid, why aren't you doing this? And I was like, mind you, like the Bellas had just walked by. Like I, I'm thinking, I don't know. <laughs> and then I think in my own personal life, I just was lost. Like you're telling me this is life, this is it. I'm done with college and I'm just personal training. Like sure, why? Why am I not doing this? But my little brother was like, dude, yes, you got to do this. We can do it together. Uh, we can go to Tampa together. Cause at the time NXT our third brand was FCW. Um, let's do this together. You got to do it. Winky. That was my nickname. You got to do it. You got to do it. You'd be excellent. Um, and I still tell Natty to this, to, to this day, but Reed was always like, you got to watch Natalia. You got to watch Natalia. She's a legit wrestler. And it's crazy then to think yeah. that I had my match with her that put me on the mat. Yeah. Um, so from April of 2012, from that from that dinner, my dad was like, okay, Johnny, she'll do it. So <laughs> I don't know if my dad had said to Johnny, hey, say this to her to get a fire lit under Reed. So from April to July, I was going through the process of where Canyon, I was his first hiree, nice. who was a talent. I was Canyon's first hire. Like Triple H was just taking over. So Triple H had hired Canyon and uh, I was, you know, got the phone call and then Triple H had called and said, you know, everyone was just kind of shocked because we're like, you really want to do this? Huh? So I just remember him saying, you know, just because you don't, and he said this in such a kind, loving, gentle way, but he was like, just because we're, you know, opening the door for you does not mean we're going to open the door for Reed. I was like, oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. No, no clue. <laughs> Even though that was like, really, I guess the whole idea. So for like April, May, June, July, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I've never even been in a ring. I got in a ring in that three months, one or one or two times with a guy by the name of Lodi. <laughs> I, I, I saw that when I was researching I, and I was like, Charlotte was trained by Lodi. I didn't know that. Well, my dad was like, we need to get you in a ring at high spots. So me, my little brother, my dad, Lodi, and if you remember, Dash was friends with my brother at the time. Dash had come that day. And I think the second day I went, I did like a sunset flip and Lodi hit my nose or whatever and it broke my nose. I was like, oh, I'm done. No, no, <laughs> not the nose. <laughs> Lodi could have so ended I your career it, I think, that I, quickly. I think I, it could have all been Lodi's fault. It could have ended everything. I know. And I didn't even like, I didn't really let, I was like, okay, I don't know if I like this. 
uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. And we were in high spots. Like, whatever. So I still went through it. And like every day I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? But I know I'm meant for more in life than this. Like, I was just lost. So I reported to Tampa July 12th. My, and then my, my little brother ended up passing a year later. So when I got there, um, I was scared, nervous, didn't know what to do. Like, here I am, Ric Flair's kid, just showing up. And the only thing that kept me in the game was that I was just super athletic and just kept, you know, earning the respect from the future or the, from the, my peers just by working my butt off um, and like blow up drills and things like that. And then when my brother passed away, it really just started to click. When he passed, you know, I think for me, my brother passed away in 2013 as well. And it was, it was like one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. But for me, you know, I really buried myself in work afterwards. I was like, all right, well, I don't want to pay attention to anything else. I don't want to focus on these feelings. Like, I just want to focus on my career and try to just drown it all away. Do you think that you just kind of buried yourself in pro wrestling after that? Oh, God, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, yeah. I, for me, yeah. you know, with my brother, like, I don't know, like, after he passed away, because similarly, you know, my brother worked in the entertainment industry, too. He worked in TV, and, you know, we had always made plans to, like, do TV one day as well and, like, make TV shows together. Um, but when he saw everything that I was doing in pro wrestling as a reporter, when I was first starting, he, he and I, since we were always big wrestling fans, he was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever. You have to become a pro wrestling news guy. That's what you got to do. And so when he passed, it was like, okay, well, I guess I don't have a choice now. Like, this is what I have to do. So I kind of <laughs> like, I kind of feel like with my brother, like I have to achieve the goals that he and I had set now and I, I have to achieve them. Do you kind of feel that pressure as well to like, that you have to achieve these goals that, that he would have wanted to have seen you accomplish? I and I mean this as like genuine and sincere as possible, but I don't think he'd ever could imagine the fact that his sister main evented WrestleMania. Like I still, some days I'm like, how did I end up here? I have no idea. Like I, I guess I just wish he could have seen me once, you know, just one time. But, um, I think I do it more like, you know, I have the chip on my shoulder being Claire's kid. But it's the whole, like, I saw how much it affected him with how mean people were being Ric Flair's son. Because he had wrestled on the, you know, he was wrestling on the indies when he passed and he had just been in Japan. But people were just so brutal. Like, and that's hard. I can't imagine what he felt or having to live up to, like, that expectation so i think that's what more like i'm doing it for him in terms of like we're showing those people like who we are what we're made of does that absolutely in fact in fact yeah it it not only makes sense but it it explains so much of your character to me too like that that one sentence just like explained everything to me i even like and I don't talk about it with him, but like even my big brother, like seeing what people would say, like 
my big brother was thrown into WCW with no practice. He was 19. And he's Ric Flair's kid. Like, what did you expect? He had no training. Like, to, I, I could just protect them, you know? People are, are just so cruel. And, I mean, David, my older brother, I mean, he's so happy now and a husband and a father and the best father to his two kids. Um, but just seeing t both my brothers suffer from that. Yeah. I wish I could protect them with bubble wrap. <laughs> Man, hearing that, it's just, it's so good to see the success that you've achieved then in wrestling because like, I mean, I've already been happy to see the success you achieve, yeah. achieve because you seem like <laughs> such a nice person as it is. But like, just to hear like the motivations like that and, you know, knowing what that's like and at least with Reed, um, it's really, it's, it's, it's for someone like me who finds inspiration in the things you do and how you are able to kind of overcome the things that you've dealt with in life. It, it really is inspiring to see. I hope you know that people like me are inspired by it. Um, thank you. Thank you. And I didn't know about your brother, so we all, we'll have that bond forever. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Let's move on to something more fun. I don't want to make you cry anymore. Uh, your Instagram bio. No, I'm good. I'm good. I kept it in. <laughs> well, you're, okay, so your Instagram bio, it says that you're a, a fitness and a travel aficionado. So out of all the places you travel in the world, which was your favorite place to go to and why? To wrestle or just to go? Anywhere, just just to go. Well, well, I'm half Mexican now, if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm half Mexican now, okay? <laughs> I tell Manny that every day. I love Mexico, I love everything about it. If I could live there half the year and whatever. Um, but out of all, man, when I went to India, it just blew me away. The culture, the cuisine, the love. Um, I've been there twice now. Um, first time to wrestle, and we hadn't been there in almost, I think, like 10 or 12 years. I had the Divas title, and I wrestled Summer Rae. And we got a This Is Awesome chant. That's how much they loved us. That's great. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the second time um, was just for media, and I had a blast. Uh, so I remember yeah. that media thing you did in, in India and you look like you were having the time of your life, like just dancing and food and everything. Yep. Uh, do they have, I hope to go back on my own personal time, but that'll probably be like down the road. Yeah. It's probably hard. I feel like that's gotta be tough for someone like you, who is a travel aficionado to have been stuck, not being able to travel for the past, you know, year and a half. Well, let me I'll tell you a little secret. I was trying to find a cooler word, a cooler word than enthusiast. <laughs> That's the truth. I, Everyone I, says enthusiast. I got to find a different word, okay? That is, that is a better word, I guess, than enthusiast. I also, I, I had enthusiast. I think I had, uh, I think I had wrestling enthusiast in my profile for a long time until I started working in wrestling, and then it was like, well, obviously you're a wrestling enthusiast. Well, I was going to put junkie and then with our, mm. with how critical people are, I'm like, oh, can't put that either. Like, so here I am with this great word. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it frustrating to have to think that 
that detailed about every little thing that you do. I feel like you more than anybody else has to do that because of your dad, because of your That's status. That's why I just put happy Monday. <laughs> you get a happy Monday, happy Tuesday, happy Wednesday, happy Thursday. Throwback Thursday. Here's my <laughs> selfie. Like I don't put, I, um, yeah, I noticed that. I, I'm actually impressed when I was researching, because I mean, I follow you everywhere anyways, but you know, sometimes I'll try and like find little nuggets of like, let's see like something she's opinionated about. There's not a lot of you being opinionated about anything on the internet because I feel like, like you just said, like people are so mean that you know they're gonna judge you for it. Yep, not worth it. Well, opinionated like, I'm someone who I might not agree with someone, but I will look and see what their life is like and try to understand why they feel that way. So it's like, I cannot believe he feels that way. I can't believe she feels that way. Okay. Well, maybe I understand why I don't not, there's nothing that I'm, I'm very open-minded. Like I know how I feel about things, but I don't judge others everyone's life is different they might feel that way because of what they've been through i i'm it's it's been really hard for people i think the past like four years to do that where a lot of like the gauntlet got dropped the past four years where it was like if someone says something you don't like you call it out and uh i've tried to reel it back to in that same regard of like i just want to be open-minded like if this person doesn't think the same ways as me like i don't necessarily want to vilify them for it forever i'd rather understand where they're coming from and realize that we both just think differently than than vilify someone for having a different thought than me so i i completely understand that it's it's tough to get everyone to go back though yeah i just i i don't feel yeah there's nothing that's really like come up that i mean if there's something okay like when espn um, put the Ric Flair's daughter thing before WrestleMania 35. Like, that still gets to me to this day. I'm like, how is that what you put as my accolade when I'm sitting here beside Rhonda and Becky? Like, I, I I still, to this day, my conspiracy theory is that it was a fan who did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, who was ever in the office was, like, a legitimate, I can't stand Charlotte. She's in this match for no reason. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, seriously, I, like that. So, I tweeted about that and how I felt. But when you, when, when you save it, for something that you're actually truly angry about or have a real true feeling about, it makes it more impactful. Uh, you know, I was watching Bo Burnham's Inside special and he talked about how like, does everyone really need to have yeah. this opinion at the exact same time all at once about every single thing? Like maybe that wasn't a good idea. And so um, I, I've tried to be the same way of like, if I save my opinions, then maybe they'll be more impactful when I, when I, do, say, when I do say them as opposed to just spilling it all out at all times. Okay, well let's no. get to actual let's get to actual wrestling stuff cuz I feel like 
I, I didn't mean to get this far off of all wrestling related things, but I find you so fascinating and so interesting, like the person that uh, I, I kind of deviated away from the wrestling a little bit. Last week was the six year anniversary of your- Like my deviated stuff. <laughs> Uh, last week was the six-year anniversary of your main roster debut on Raw. When you first got the call that you were moving up at the same time as Sasha and Becky, what did you think of those plans? Actually, the only thing I want to say when you say that is I'd actually debuted on Raw before then in that picture right there. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but when you were like your main roster caller. And I, I'm on main roster there. Were you called before? Has revisionist history yes. changed my mind so, so when, much that I don't realize yes. that? So when people, yes. So when people are like, oh, Charlotte this, I'm like, actually, no, I debuted as NXT women's champion before I lost the NXT title right. against Natty and I lost. You're right. Well, did you like that one? I take it you didn't. The NXT women's title. No, I laugh at, I just, I, when people try to, not you, but when so many things get lost in training, I'm like, actually, no, I think you'd with Natty. No, I love that match. I love working Natty. Her and I always say we'll fight forever. But when I officially got the call that I was going yes. to be like, I think so what people like, I love NXT and when it was growing and when we used to bring the NXT champions on to raw and the audience would know who, who we were. That's how you knew NXT was something big and special. Yep. So it was a way to highlight, you know, the NXT title and highlight that we had this third brand that was, you know, up and coming. And like, I'll never, I loved that night. Um, but my actual, like, here I am here to stay yeah. with Sasha and Becky. Um, man, I didn't know what to think. Like, here we go. You the sinker, you're going to swim. And that was that. I I think I had I was so nervous cuz I you know you, they were always going to be oh everyone's going to debut after WrestleMania, right? So when we got the random call, I didn't know I didn't know what to think. I just knew I was with my best friend Bex and here we go. And obviously our name changed from Submission Sorority to PCB because obviously <laughs> Submission Sorority was a different group. Redacted, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so, um, I don't know. I don't, I can't even, I, to me back then it was more just like the figuring out life on the road. Like one time we drove to the wrong city, <laughs> woke up. Oh wait, we're, we drove three hours the opposite way, or we were at the wrong gate and missed the flight. And we're supposed to be at a different gate, um, like things like that. But I just didn't feel ready. I just I, I say this all the time. I remember live events and wrestling Nikki, and her coming out. I'm like, dang, she's a star. Like, what what is, what makes you a star? Like, I don't think. And I mean this so nice. I, I, I know I'm a good wrestler. I can wrestle you. I know that. But what, what's, what, you stand out. What makes you stand out? So it was just learning in that process, right? Um, but when the three of us debuted, it was just, can we take the magic from NXT and bring it 
to Raw, and we did. Were you surprised that they followed it was through just with that? Take time. Because I think that I think initially when they said like we're gonna make the change, I don't know if everyone had faith that it was actually gonna they were actually gonna replicate what was going on in NXT on the main roster. Did you have faith at the time? I don't mean this arrogant, and I don't mean this. Yeah, I don't mean it arrogant, but I just never had that mindset that it wasn't going to change because I didn't know any different. So when we got to NXT, I was like, okay, I want to have the best match. I want to have the best match. We want to do this. We want to have the Fatal 4-Way. Sasha and I, um, you know, doing San Jose when, you know, NXT went on the road and then we went to Philly. and Like, we were doing all these great things together. Um, so I never had any doubt that we couldn't continue the momentum. Like, I just never doubted myself or my peers does that like yeah of course of course yeah i think that confidence I never is looked important. at myself different than a male performer like i i'm not saying that okay so when i was in hunter's entrance with me lexi and sasha yes could i have ever pictured what we were doing now then absolutely not like i was shaking i was like oh my god i just gotta stand here and i don't know how to do this like then i would have not said or then i would have felt not as confident but we were just such on a roll and momentum and it just didn't stop you know yeah absolutely i mean i i did you i just feel like i feel like you couldn't have ever imagined though that in the six years that would follow you would have this list of accolades that I said at the top here. I mean, that's like a lot that you've accomplished in six years. I mean, looking back on it, you have to just like marvel at what you've done the past six years. No, I just go, man, I don't, I wish I knew then what I know now. <laughs> like if I could go back and redo my first two years of feuds, like I would do anything to go back and wrestle Paige. Cause that's, I mean, after Nikki, I was wrestling Paige. And I had my dad in my corner. And then you had Sasha and I go back and forth for like four pay-per-views. Like I am not, I was not the performer then that I am now because I was just playing catch up. Like everyone else had had all, you know, had been wrestling on the independence. I'm NXT homegrown. Like I am a product of the performance center. So I just go, man, I could have made this so much better. Like some of the stuff I watch back, I'm like, oh, that's cringeworthy. <laughs> Oof. Um, so now I just go, well, what? I want more. Like I know people, like everyone's like, well, you've done it all. I'm like, so because I've, messed up, I've made a minted WrestleMania once, I'm only supposed to want to do it again. <laughs> Imagine like, telling that to John Cena or Roman Reigns, you know, like, of course. I know, but that's, but that's what I feel right now. I feel like, like, well, Charlotte, you're selfish or this or, you know, what? I'm selfish. You think Simone Biles doesn't want to be the GOAT anymore? You're right. 100%. Far to come this far so like okay because i've main evented one pay-per-view i'm not supposed to want to main event more that's what i'm like no one looked at uh, you, you go randy he's active no one's going well randy you're the you're one of the greatest of all time you do you want more like Ran randy just had this incredible run as a you know 
the best villain during the COVID era, right? Yep. I, I just get I get confused why people don't understand that. I also get confused why people Is it don't. Because I'm a woman. Yeah, I I also don't understand that thought process because I feel the same. I, I I completely understand what you're saying. Like I, when people are like, "Why? Why is Charlotte well, always want the spotlight?" It's like, why wouldn't Charlotte Flair want the spotlight? This is her job. Like, what do you mean? Well, that's kind of how I came up with the opportunity line. Like, I am the opportunity because, first of all, women's division is so much smaller than than the men's division. So that's part of the issue as a whole, right? But I have, so here's my, I have not won the Raw Women's Championship since 2017. Damn. So I'm greedy because I want to win it in 2021. Damn, that's a long time ago. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, you should definitely still want that. Do you get what, like, people don't look at the the facts. They just see because I'm, I don't know. I, I don't, actually, I don't know. I genuinely think it's because people think that they know. That's what it is, is they think that they know that they feel like you've been handed opportunities when in, if all they have to do is listen to this 45 minute conversation to hear that like, you did not, you're not just handed opportunities, like you are constantly working to grow yourself as a performer, to be the best in the industry that you can be like, I think just people underestimate that. And they're like, oh, well, she just handed everything. It's like, no, she worked for everything. Well, it's like Ryan. I sit back and I go, God, oh, I look at some of my matches in 17, 18. Like, okay, there's one match because I was reading the list of what we were going to talk about today. I had a match with Sasha at SummerSlam. And if I could go, like, I just was not there as a performer. Like, I was nervous in my head. Like, the match got going towards the end. Like, I would do anything to have that platform, to have that match again to be the performer that I am now and the calmness and the coolness and knowing, cause I was, I was forever just playing catch up and thrown in a role. And either when you go to raw or SmackDown, which now we're all three brands, we either you sink or you swim. Right. Yep. So I just go, everyone's kind of gotten this opportunity to evolve or change. So I'm not right now evolving and it's not cool. Like that's what I'm so confused at as a talent, as I'm trying to like, get better like i i want to get better i want to evolve i want more layers but i don't understand why that makes me selfish so guess what if you think i'm selfish then i'm going to call i'm going to say actually you know what i am the opportunity that's how like i pull all these little pieces together to you know form or try to tell a story yep or for myself to motivate myself if that makes sense yeah of course it makes sense i think honestly i've listened i when i had my website i and now i read and listen to like every interview that everybody every superstar has done and hearing some of these things that you said like genuinely has helped me understand some of the things that i was wondering about you of like your motivations and stuff and 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 so um yeah all of this makes perfect sense to me and i hope that other people kind of like learn from it as well of like you are really working hard and doing a lot and trying to grow constantly and you put so much pressure on yourself to help the industry to help <clears throat> women to help you know you know you're be there for your family like you have so much on your shoulders that like 
honestly, like all the questions I've had about you were answered in this conversation. Like I really enjoyed getting to hear all the stuff about you. Well, knock on wood too, but, and I, I haven't used this in a long time, but consistency, not that all women are not consistent. I just was so lucky. I was never injured. It's only been this last year from COVID to getting COVID to my storyline ending um, due to Lacey getting pregnant. This year was unlucky, but a lot of it was just, I was healthy as Knox from 2015 to 2020. Helps. It's like the Miz. It helps. Like, that's a lot of it too. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's definitely a lot of it. And I know people get mad, you know, is she a good guy? Is she a bad guy? Is she good? Well, if you can play whatever role, they're going to do that. (laughs) But I prefer that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, okay. Normally, I have... They know that too. I have a normal... Let me... Wait, hold on. I got to see how much time I have. Hold on a second. Uh, I, I technically went over in time, but... Uh, well, I'm going to ask this one. I, I, I'm going to do my closer anyways. I got, a, I got a few more minutes, so I'm sorry to hold you up here. I was seeing if I still have time for it. I do. No, so No, please. You're not. Take as much time as you need. Okay, cool. Um, I, I usually end all my shows asking uh, my guest about their finishing move. A couple questions about their finishing move. For you, obviously, that's the figure eight. So I'm going to start by asking, first, who is your favorite superstar to put in the figure eight and why? It's not that I like putting her in it, but I really feel that my match with Asuka took me to the next level um, when I broke her streak at WrestleMania. Like, she had nothing to prove. And actually, someone who works backstage, who I'm super close to, was like, I actually thought you were going to lose that match. I was like, I was the underdog? She was like, yes. So I think when I put Asuka in the figure eight, that was my favorite. Okay. Uh, is there one time you did the figure eight that you wish you could take back for any reason? These questions are always harder with submission moves. You mean like when I won with it, I wish I could take it back? Yeah, just any time that you did it, like it didn't look good. You messed up, you didn't hook the leg, or I, I don't know, any reason, any reason whatsoever. You feel bad that you put it on someone. You wish you could redo it, so you take it back so that you could redo it again one day. You could have that moment back to yourself. Well, if I'm putting it on, I'm not letting it okay. go. Hey, okay, Ryan. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and I think the last one is going to be... The, is, is, well, you... You'd be surprised at how many people tell me that. That's that's like half the time I get that answer. They go, Ryan, why would I ever want to take it back? I won with the match with it. Like, I don't want to take it back. (laughs) I've gotten out of the bridge. Wait, what was that? You can get out of the... No one's ever gotten out of the bridge. Oh, see, yeah, that's... There's no reason to take it back then. People have gotten out of the figure four... Okay. Not the the figure eight. Okay. And uh, the last one, I feel like it's going to be Asuka then. So normally it's what's the most memorable time you made someone tap out to the figure eight. Would that be Asuka as well, would you say? It'd be Asuka, yeah. I I think that match was just incredible. Like, yeah. 
I think the, the whole story, and we only had a two-week build. Yep. Like, she came over to SmackDown two weeks before when she chose me. Um, I think that one was probably the biggest. Because when I won in 32, you know, my dad helped me win. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, then there's one you could take back, I guess, since you got help with it, I guess. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much I for taking know. the time to do this. I really enjoyed this conversation. And I promise if I if I get you on here next time, I'll do more about wrestling, your wrestling uh, history. It's just I, I had so many pressing questions about all those other things. So I'm glad that you, uh, no, you took the time I, to I take No, I love it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. Have a good one. All right, well, that was the Queen Charlotte Flair. Really enjoyed that conversation. I hope you guys did too. In the meantime, until next week, make sure that you subscribe to Add a Character on all the different podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you subscribe to the show there. And if you're allowed to leave a rating and a review, please do that as well. Also subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find the video version of this show every week as well as other clips from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT throughout the week. Also, make sure you follow WWE on Fox on all social media platforms as well. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.